Jewish audio on Chabad.org. We are learning Bava Metzia. We are up to Dav Dalid. We left off on Dav Dalid, Amadalid, five lines from the top, quickly reviewing the first din of Rabchia. Rabchia tells us that, number one, we all know before Rabchia, Kaifer Hakol, Midoraisas, Pater Mishwa. Even though we'll learn later that if a person is fully denying a claim against him, Reuven tells Shimon, you owe me money, Shimon says, I owe nothing, Midrabanan, they, they oppose, they impose a shvua on the denier. But we're not talking about that shvua that's called the shvua's heses. Kaifer Hakel is potter from swearing Midoraisa. If Shimon tells Reuven, you're telling me I owe you 100? One second, I only owe you 50. He admits part, he denies part. Me, Doiraisa, he's chayef to swear on the part that he's denying. See, so the part that he's admitting he pays. He swears regarding the denying part that that he does not owe. Came along Rabchia and he says the following, that if a person was a kreifer hakel, and now you have Aiden that testified that he does owe, let's say, half, says Rabchia, even though without a Kalvuchaymer, Misfara, I would argue that we would not impose the Shvur of Maidim Amixas on him. Because I would have said that once a person is known to be a liar, what's the point of making him swear? If a person is a Ganef, he lied to steal money, now that we caught him, what, he's going to swear that he doesn't owe the rest? What proof is there from that? And as Rabbi explained, that by Maidim Amixas himself, we can argue he was not a robber. And he was planning to pay back the other half. He simply was delaying. But now that he's a kefir hakal, I would have thought, the, now that we know that he's a ganaf, what's the point of making him swear? So Rabchia has a kalvo that he did not explain. And from the kalvo he learns this then. And then Rabchia said, just quickly reviewing what we learned in the Avgim Alamadalev, Vitana Tuna. And strangely, he brings our Mishnah to prove his case. And just to speak out the following, let's go back quickly to Dav Beis and to the top of Dav Gimel that we learned both Rav Papa, then we learned Rabbi Yechanan that explained that the Shvua of our Mishnah is not a Shvua Meidim Mixas, it's not a Shvua Meidim it's a Shvua imposed Mid Rabbanan. Let's follow the last statement of Rabbi Yechanan. They wanted to prevent anarchy. So therefore, to prevent people from doing it. They know just hopping someone else's things won't get you anywhere without an oath. People don't want to take an oath. Evidently, Rabchia, at least initially, did not understand the Shvua of our Mishnah, that it's a Shvua Mid Rabbanan. He understood that the Shvua of our Mishnah is this type of Shvua of Maidim Amixas. As we'll get back to more today. But where we left off was the Kalvachaymer, that we're having a, a, a hard time to hop. What is the Kalvachaymer? So we began to bring a Kalvachaymer that we don't want that Hoidoas Piv should be greater, should have more effect from testimony of witnesses, which would make sense. The problem is, is that we concluded yesterday, we found scenarios where Hoidoas Piv is stronger from Adoas Edom. Where do you have Hevra that Hoidoas Piv is stronger than witnesses? Shekein Enoi, not Bahakhasha nor Bahazama. So that was the question against Rabchia. Maybe Hoidoas Piv, that are so strong, Hoidoas Baldin Kimeya Adam Dami, and even if Adam contradict what he's saying, even if this person is being told in front of Bezdin, when I am admitting that you lent me money Monday over here, I wasn't even here to get it. Adam are saying I was in another place. Doesn't make, any, doesn't make a difference. One aid cannot become Mizumam. 
Edim could become Zoyimimim. That was the problem on the Kalvachimer. To which the Gemara said, Rabbi let me go bring you Kalvachimer from Eidechad. That Eidechad, She'enim Machayvim Amin, Machayvim Shvua. To Edim that are Machayvim Amin are for sure Machayvim Shvua. The question against that Kalvachimer is, one second, by Eidechad, the oath is denying that which the Eid is saying that I owe. The Shvua is going against the testimony. In the case of Rabchia, when I deny, I owe you nothing. To weigh them say, no, I owe you 50. That 50 I have to pay. What would be the Shvua if Rabchia is correct? That, I'm, that I don't owe you the other 50. On that other 50, there's no aid. Not even one aid. Very good. So now the fifth line. So we're going to say, well, Rabchia didn't really mean. It begins with the Kalvo but it evolves into a Tzadashofim. So which is, Piv Yerchiyach. See, by Piv, over there, I am admitting that I owe 50. I'm denying the other 50. I have to swear, that I don't owe the other 50. So by Piv, I am swearing not on that which there is evidence against me for. Whether it is my own admission, whether it is an Eid Echad, whether it is two Eidim. So that is a good comparison. That my own mouth, that I admit that I owe 50. That makes me swear on something that I didn't talk about. I'm not admitting the other 50. Kavachaymer, if two Adam say I owe the 50, I have to swear on the other 50. However, the Gemara says, one second. Malapiv shkain enabak Piv maybe is so strong, which is why the Torah obligates me to swear on the other half. Because Haridos Piv is even better than Adam. It can be Makrish Piv. Even if Adam are Makrish, when I'm admitting, I gotta pay what I admit. So for that, Eidechod Yerchiyach, Eidechod could become Sheyesh Nebak Chashem. And nevertheless, even though he's weak, he's one aid, he can never be Moitzimaman, if Adam or even one aid will contradict one aid against one aid, he, that aid is also knocked out. It like equalizes itself. Or nevertheless, Mechai Vashvua. So for sure to Adam. I had a question. Mala Eidechot Shikena Alma Shemeir Hunishba. Toimar Beidim. On the case of Rabchia, Shalma Shekafar Hunishba. So for that, Piv Yechiach. Piv is the classical way to mix us. When I'm made on half, I swear regarding the other half. But you said that Piv Shikena Eino Bagchasha. So here we have a Chazaradin. So this argument repeats itself. Loiri Izekiri Izeh. The nature of one is not like the other. And the common characteristic is that when you have a claim and you have and you have a denial, the person has to swear regarding that which he's denying. In both cases, by the Maidab Mixas case. And by the Eidechot case, that is the Kalvo which is really at Sadashava, that Rabchia is using to go against the initial logic, which would have argued that you don't make an oath by Eidim, but you have at Sadashava that you do make an oath. And as we spoke out yesterday, because even if a person, Take is a Ganef, we still believe that doesn't, it doesn't mean he's going to lie with an oath. So that is considered an additional proof through which he gets to keep the part that he is denying. Asks the Gemara, 30 lines from the top, 
In both cases of the Tzad shava, when a person is moida that he owes half, huh, he's, not, he's not only not a huzak kafran fakert, at least he's admitting in part. When there is an Eid Echad contradicting what I'm saying, the Torah tells you that you're not Moitzi Mamen based on one Eid. Because we don't believe one Eid absolutely. So I'm not Huchzak to be a Kafran. Toymer Be'edim, here the problem is, again that's the logic, that's the problem, I denied everything. Two Eidim are saying that some of what I denied is not true. Two Eidim. So now I became a Huchzak Kafran. So what would help for me to swear if I'm a Huchzak Kafran, so then maybe I'm going to lie? I am a liar, even with an oath. Says the Gemara, Are you telling me that when a person denies a debt, not denying that he was a custodian, it's different. If a person denies a debt, even if he's Kaifer Hakol, you can't say this person is a Kafran, he's a denier, he's a Ganaf, you can't say that. And just speaking out by heart, because at the end of the day, when it comes to a loan, as we keep on learning, Milva Nitna. If someone lends money to me, that money itself becomes mine, and I borrowed it to use it. When a person wants his money back, it's possible, it's always possible that I plan to pay the person back. I'm not a ganif. I'm only denying because I need to buy time. I don't have the money right now. And which is the attack of why we learned that for Omar of Idi Bar Oven and the name of Rab Chizda, that HaKoifer B'milda B'milva Kasha Le'edis. Clearly. You know, HaKoifer B'milva means if a, person, if a person denies that they owe money, and Adam come, he's speaking about Adam come, whether Adam come and say I owe half, whether Adam come and say I owe the whole thing. Davidi says, I'm still kosher to be a witness in other cases because of this concept. Maybe I only lied, I plan to pay back. I'm not a ganif, I wouldn't take an oath, but to, to, to buy time, I'm doing what I could. And Achanami by Pekadoin says, Rabidi bar Avin, in the name of Rabchizda, here, Pasala Eidus. Because by Pikadin, Pikadin, I don't have the permission to use it. So why would I deny it if not, God forbid, that I stole it? So in the Vaila, we have Elo Parechachi. So the question is, You can still challenge it. Sai by a person who's moida that he owes money, you can't be mazami. I admit that I owe you money, even though I tell a basin that I owe you money because you lent it to me here in this place and that time. And two Adim, a hundred Adim tell Bazin I wasn't there, doesn't change anything. I have to follow what I'm admitting. Likewise, likewise by Eid Echad. Eid Echad is not Betoiras Hazama. Why is Eid Echad not Betoiras Hazama? Of course, one Eid can become refuted. If he's going to be Muslim and based in. But the Torah of Azama is, being that you're not Moitzi Maman based on one aid. So even when one aid would have imposed an oath, but they would never be Moitzi Maman. So if one aid becomes Mizumam, we don't make him pay because he was never going to cause anyone else to pay. So the law of Azama doesn't apply to him. Somehow they're weaker, and if they're weaker, maybe they cannot impose the shvur of Maidib and Mixas. If that single aid, if the guy didn't want to swear, that means he had to pay, right? That, that's the thing, right? You have to, you have to swear or, or you don't worry about it. He said, I don't want to swear. He had to pay. And then the aid was, was, became a, 
Adam Zoymim, but the aid Zoymim, the aid was was not conspiring to make him pay. The aid was conspiring to make him swear. That's the difference. He's he's paying on his own, mamish. He's buying his way out of taking the oath by paying money. It's not something that the aid did to him. So therefore, in other words, the Gemara just wants to prove that two witnesses on one level are weaker than Hoidoas Piv and of Eidechot. So you don't have a Kalvo Chaimer, you don't have a Tzadoshova. So the Gemara says it's not true. Don't look at it that way. One aid could become a Zumam. The reason why no penalty will happen to him is because he was so weak to begin with that he was never able to be Maitzimamim. But the concept of Hazama you have on one aid. Holy Kashir, Abchia, Toiras, Hazama, Leiparech. Because he is someone whose testimony could become Mizumam. So, Bekitzer Mazel Tov, guys, we have the Tzad HaShavah. The problem is not with understanding Rabchia's Kalvo Chaymer. Elo, the question the Gemara says is the Ka'amar when Rabchia went on to substantiate his din. That he said that in the case, Koifer Hakol, two Adam say he owes half, he has to make a Shuas Mediba He said, Vitanatuna, that he can back it up from our Mishnah. Mi Dami, how can you compare our Mishnah? To the case of Rabchiyam, aside of the challenge, like we just spoke out now, that Bechlal, our Mishnah, is speaking about an oath midrabanan, but all of that will become clearer as we'll finish this Amit. But the question is, Hasam, by the case of Rabchiyam, Lamalva Islay Sade, the Malva has witnesses that half was lent. The, the borrower, doesn't have witnesses that he doesn't owe the other 50. So the Adam say you owe 50, that he has to pay. Leloiva is denying, right? He's saying that he doesn't have the other 50, but he can't back that up with Adam. So Rabkhiya says, swear. However, and the E and the E Havali Sadi Leloiva, what would have been in the case of Rabkhiya? Let's begin the same case. You tell me I owe you a hundred. Right? God forbid, I'm a liar, Kaifar Hakal. And meanwhile, I don't owe you anything. Midoraisa, not even an oath. Then to Adam say, I owe you 50. I pay you the 50. And I bring Adam that I don't owe the other 50. Even Abhiya would admit, there's no shvos us. You have to swear because I cannot prove that I don't owe you more. But if I would have had Adam, Why don't you look at the case of the Mishnah the same way? Hachinami, ki sahadi. Lahai, Anan Sahadi, Lahai. Yeah, when one person, two people are going, are grabbing onto the talus, the both Mosakim and the talus. So we said yesterday that each party is considered to be Mosak on his half. Yeah, just like I'm Mosak on my half, you're Mosak on your half. So when based in, now what am I claiming? I'm saying it's all mine. Kula Shali. Both of them are claiming that everything is theirs. But the, the, the picture that Beisden sees is mamish-like witnesses. They see each one having half and the other one having half. So the Shvu of our Mishnah has nothing to do with the Shvu of Fakir, the case of our Mishnah, the case of our Mishnah, according to Rabkhiya's logic, should not even have an oath. Because each one, he loses half because there's witnesses against him. If I'm, on the, if I'm holding on to half and I'm saying all is mine, why do I lose your half? Because Beisden has Anan Sahadi that your half is yours. You know, me keeping my half 
isn't only because I'm saying that I don't owe you the other half. I keep on to my half because there's also a non-Sahadi that I'm holding on to my half. Let's read it inside. And Vafilohach, and nevertheless, that there is a Shvua, which proves, very good Shlaima, that the Shvua of our Mishnah has nothing to do with Maidim Amixas. It has to be the way Rav Papa explained it, the way Rav Yechanan explained it, but it has nothing to do with Rav Chiyah speaking about the Shvua Midoraisa of Maidim Amixas. Elah, and therefore the Gemara says, you're right, it can be that our Mishnah is similar to the case of Rav Chiyah. And certainly it cannot be that the Shvua of our Mishnah is connected to the Shvua Dair Isa. As we said, the Shvua in our Mishnah is, let's go with Rabbi Yechonon. However, So now we're opening up a new sugya. So let's now put aside the din that we learned on Av Gimel. Chidosh of Rabbi Yechonon. Hakol. Edom Sehi Yosef. Chayev. Shvuas. Moedim Amixas. For that, he doesn't need a Tanatuna. He has a Tzad Shava. That worked. Now we're going to go into a new scenario in which there is a machlek es What's the new scenario? Let's read it inside. Mana li biyotcha. My mana is in your hand, which means you owe me money. And the other, the defendant says, I don't owe you a hundred. I only owe you fifty. He begins off by being a classical mixas. But now look what happens. Let's learn this the way Rashi learns this. Ve'helach. Helach means, and here is the 50 that I owe you. Now, some of the Rishonim learn, Shimon Mamash gives it to him. Rashi says, we don't even need that. Let's read inside Rashi. It's four lines. If you go under the Gemara, the fourth wide line, Ve'helach, he's telling him, Lo'i ho'itseisim ve'hem sholcha. I never spent, you lent me money. I, never, I, I, I borrowed 100, yeah, yeah. But the 50 I never used. And therefore, they belong to the owner, which is really a problem we learned in Milva Lohitsa. But Rashi Taich's Halach means, I am admitting that I owe you half, and I tell you right away, it's yours. Which really means, halachically, legally, I gave it back to you. Legally, now it's back in the domain of the lender. He's telling him where it is. It's in my house, and it's yours. So, what are they really arguing now about? Only about the other 50. Is that still considered my demimixas? Great. You tell me I owe you 100. I deny 100. I say I only owe you 50, but the 50 is yours. Take your 50. Here it's yours. So now on what are we debating? On the other 50. On the other 50, I'm a kaifer hakel. The normal case of my demimixas is, is that I say I will pay you back 50. But I didn't do that yet. Here, according to Rashi, even if I didn't give it back to you physically, I'm making a declaration which halachically makes that money yours. It's yours. Only the 50 is really his, or he has other 50 in the house? It has to be like his bill. That's the question everyone has, everyone has in Rashi. But the concept of halach is either that he gives it back physically, or somehow, halachically, it's considered already returned. And here says Rabchiyah that even in this case it's still considered the Moedim Amixas. And here we're going to see that Rabsheshis disagrees with him. So still Chayov, my Tamar, saying, why? Because Helach, Nami, Kemoedim Amixas, Dami, even though he is halachically returning 
the 50 that he's admitting that he owes, still might be us. And for this, Rabchia brings our Mishnah as a proof. In our Mishnah, and over here, Kivan the toughest, since each one is grabbing onto the Talas, and the Mai the toughest, Heilachu. In other words, the plaintiff already has in his legal possession the part that the defendant is admitting. See how the Gemara looks at it? The plaintiff already has in his possession, the plaintiff says it's all his. I'm saying it's all mine. The 50 that's going to be mine is already in my possession. And nevertheless, the Mishnah says Yeshava. And again, all the Rishonim ask, again, the same question. Our Mishnah Shvua, we just established, has nothing to do with Maidiba Mixas. It has to do with the with Rabbi Yechanan's statement. But the Gemara is going to clarify this in a moment. Now, by the way, so therefore, Rabbi proves from our Mishnah the fact that there has to be a Yeshava Zarayim, that even when Halach, even when the party, that the claimant already has in his possession that which the other side is admitting, a Shvua is still forced on the other side. Each side has to swear that I have no less, that I, that I have at least half. Now, Rab Sheshis, who says that in a case of Halach, you say, Potter, when is Moida Mimiksas Chayiv? If you're not returning that which you are Moida on. But if when you're Moida, you return it, then it's back to the case of Kaif and Hakel. So the question is, my Tama, because Kivan the Amalei Helach, Hani Zuzi the Kamaide Begavayu, the money that he's admitting in our example, the 50 Zuz, Keman the Maka Luhu Malva Dami. It's as if the Malva has it. And therefore, Be'inach, Chamishim, Holomaid, the other 50, he's a Kaif and Hakel. Hilkoch Leka Hoidas, Mixas Ataino. I asks the Gemara, what about our Mishnah? If it was a proof to Rabchiyah, it's going to be a kasha to Rabsheshis. And here we're going to clarify better how it is a proof to Rabchiyah. Well, Rabsheshis, kasha masnisin, omaloch Rabsheshis, masnisin has nothing to do with moedah b'miksas. In a case of Halach, our Mishnah is only a takonas chachamimi. Like Rabbi Yechanan said, that we learned on Dav Gimel, shelo yehei kol echad, hoilach v'toikiv, betalisi shel chaveiroi ve'oimer shaliyu. So what about Rabchia? How can Rabchia bring a proof from the Shvor and Amishnah when it's not connected to Moedim Mixas? The Idach says, In, yeah, I know that Akonas Chachamimi. Umiu, still, I have a proof from our Mishnah. If in the case that they're arguing, in the case of Helach, if you're going to be Chayiv, like Rabchia says, so then even though in our Mishnah, as we explained, if not for the chshash of Rabbi Yechanan, no oath would have been imposed because it's more than the case of Helach. It's more than the case of Helach because each one already has their half. Each one already has their half. Nevertheless, since there is a certain similarity to Helach, so the Rabbanan can be Mesach and Ashua, Isa, to prevent, like Rabbi Yechanan says, complete anarchy for people latching on and grabbing someone else's stuff and saying it's his. Hello, but if in a case of Heilach, you would not have to take his oath. So Metakni Rabbanan Shvua, the Lesa, the Kavasa, the Chachamim would never institute a Shvua that doesn't have a similar counterpart in a case of the Eiraisa. And that's now, this clarifies what Rabchia meant. Rabchia knows that our Mishnah is not Moedim Mixas. It's not an extension of Moedim Mixas. It's a Takonas Chachamim. 
either like Rav Papa or like Rabbi Yechanan. However, being that Halach demands a oath, and there is a similarity in our Mishnah to the case of Halach, as the Gemara worded it. In other words, the part that you're going to end up keeping, the part that I'm going to end up keeping is already in my possession. It just happens to be that the part that you're keeping is already also in your possession. Anan sahadi on me, anan sahadi on you. It's not exactly the case of Halach, because by Halach, the part that he's denying, he has no witnesses. And our Mishnah, it's even more. The part that I'm denying, I'm denying all of it. I have witnesses that half should be mine. Even when Abchia would not make an oath. But it's Ka'in Da'iraisa because of Rabbi Yechanan. So Bekitzer, we have a Machlaikis, now a new case. When there is a Maida of a Mixas. However, the moment he's Maida, he makes a declaration, Larashi Halach, or according to other Rishonim, he Mamash gives back the other half. Rabchia says he's still Chayiv Shuas Maida of a Mixas. And Abshesha says that he's Potter. And now we're going to go back and forth trying to refute one of these two opinions. So beginning Meisvei, we're going to quote a Braisa, and this is going to be a Kasha against Rabchia turning to Dav Dalid Amid Beis. Says the Braisa, Sloyim Dinorim. Let's read Rashi inside, top of the Amid, that if you have a Shtar, Shekasa Vaiplaini Lavami Plaini Sloyim. Geniuses. And they wrote a document. Reuven lent Sloyim. It would be in English dollars or any other currency, whether it is Salayim, whether it is Dinarim, they did not write an amount. Now, there is a rule whenever something is said in the plural, minimum has to be two. And therefore, in most cases, we go by the minimum because that is Avada, that's for sure. So, what proof, so to say, do we have from the Shtar that the borrower owes two? Now, the case here in the Braisa is interesting. The Malva is saying, no, 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 no. I know we don't have a number written. It means you owe me five. A marshal. Five. The Leiva, the borrower, says three. That's great. So what do you do now? So here we have a Machlekes Tanoim. Rab Shimon ben Olazer says, Hoyel v'hoide b'mixas hatayni yeshava. Mayde b'mixas. Mayde b'mixas. No, he's saying five. The Leiva is saying Three, sure. so pay the three and swear on the other two. This is the classical case of Meshavaveda, like we spoke out. If a person finds a wallet, for example, and they do the right thing and they give it back to the owner, and the owner looks in the wallet and the owner says, Well, there were $500, there's only four. Says Rabbi Kiva, you can't demand for the Meshavaveda to swear, because, like we learned this in Gitin, because, yeah. People have to keep the mitzvahs even if they, you know, if it costs them money. But we want to make it easier for people to keep the mitzvahs. And it's, it's going to de-incentivize a person to return a lost wallet if they always have to have the fear, an honest person. Huh? Disincentivize. I'm going to give you back the Aveda and I'm going to have to take an oath. Whether they used Hefker, Bezdan, Hefker. But there's a rule that when a person is a Meshiv Aveda, we don't penalize him. For doing the mitzvah. So Rabbi Kiva says, this is Mamish Meshav Aveda. Think about it. Because the document only proved he owes two. The fact that he's made the three, he's like a Meshav Aveda. Elama, the other one is saying it wasn't three, it was five. Okay? Because, Sloim. Because it says plural. Very good. Now, says the Gemara, at any rate, the Braith is speaking about a case that is between five and three. But what could we infer from the Braith? That Rabshimim ben Allah 
Hoyel v'hoyde b'mixer satayna yishava. Now says the Gemara like this: Time of the Amar Shalish. The case of the Brisa is when the borrower admitted to owing three. But if the borrower would admit to owing two, then it'll be potter. Now hold on. When he admits that he owes two, and this two is anyways a chiyuv on him because of the star, and because of that he has to give it back, and because of his obligation that he has to give it back, it's mamish like halach. Especially the way Rashi learns. Rashi learns halach doesn't mean that he actually gave it back. At the moment, it's legally in the possession of the lender, it's considered returned. If you have a document, and he's not denying the document, he's not saying mezuyev, so then the two, it's as if it's given back. It's like the case of halach. And, there, and on that, we are inferring from the b'raisa that even Abshem and would hold, that if he would admit to two, he would deny the other three, he would not have to take an oath. So Shmamino, Helach Pater. So this is a cash against Rabchiyam. He's not exactly a Kaifer Hakal, he's admitting to two. The two is like out of the picture. The two, two is out of the picture. The two is not out of the picture completely. The two is something that we can say is halachically already possessed by the loiva because he has a shtar against it. Correct. Says the Gemara, the Gemara says no, that's not a kasha. You know why? Because I'll tell you that according to Nabhiya, even in a case where he only admits to the minimum, he's also going to be chayv. Because, yeah, taka heilach, like you said, so to say it's out of the picture, so what? Bottom line is, is that there's a debt of five to which he's admitting to two and denying three. I, why did the Braisa have to give a case of three? Why not speak about two? That's la'afukim in the Rabakiva. The Chiddush will be that in the case of three, Rabakiva holds there, it's a Meshav Aveda. Now, by the way, what would Rabakiva hold by two? By two, Rabakiva would not hold your Meshav Aveda, like we just spoke out, because he needed to admit to two. Meshav Aveda only makes sense, the two is a given, because it says plural, plural is two. Three to five, he didn't have to admit to three, he didn't have to admit to five, at least he admitted to three. So when a person does something that he didn't need to do, that's called Meshav Aveda. For the two is that a Meshav Aveda, Rabbi Kiva, according to Rabchiyah, that holds that Helech is Chayev, when it makes us, would also say a Chayev. So to write the sheet of Rabbi Kiva, you have to give an example of three. Which is why Rabbi Shem Menel Lazar taught you his din by three, Kumash Mulan, that even by three you're a Maidib Amiksas and you're Chayev. So now says the Gemara, I say that if it was two, so Rabbi would say that. Both Rabshimen, Ben Alazar, and Abakiva says, you're Chayv Shua. Perfect. Because, like you said, I know you're saying that those two are out of the picture. That's Halach. That's the whole thing of Halach. Yeah. yeah. The bottom line is there's a time against me, a Maiden part. The part that I'm on is already a given, it's as if it's returned. But, but if I admit it to a part and I deny the part, my mix is. That's what Rabchia holds. Rabchia is the one that holds Chayiv. Rabchia holds its potter. This Braissa was a cash against Rabchia. 
because we thought that the Braisa only gave three because by two you're potter. So Rabbi will say, by two, both of them hold your chayiv. The words don't work because if Rabbi Allah would hold that even by two you're chayiv, he shouldn't have said that by three, he should have said the words, Afzeh Yishava. Even here, in other words, if it's a given that by two for sure you chayiv by the mimixas, by, by two it's not shayich meishav aveda. So the Shemim Allah says, Mechadish, that even by three you can argue it's like a meishav aveda, he doesn't hold like it's a meishav aveda. So he says, Afzeh should have been his words. Is the charaya elo lo'olam shtayim pater. Now says the Gemara, Shlimi, this is what you said before. That this b'raith is not a question against Rabchia. You know why? Rabchia says, Helech is chayiv. Still, in our case, you're putter by Shtayim. Why? Shana hachi In other words, the document, look at this logic now, guys. Think about this. Every time there's Moedim Mimixas, there's two things going on over here. There's a denial and there's an admittance. And we spoke to Sarah Ramadalaf in the previous Rabchia. When I deny half, if there's Adam against me, I got to pay that half. What would happen in, the, in normal way? I admit that I owe half and I deny the other half in a normal case. If I have Adam that prove that I don't owe the other half, what will be the din? I won't have to swear. The only reason why I have to serve by Amaidim Mimixas is because I don't have proof to substantiate my denial other than Shvua, so the Torah makes me swear. Here, the Gemara is saying that when you have a document that they write that I owe Siloyim and it doesn't write a number, it's as if the document is writing I only own two. The fact that the Baraisa didn't give a number, why didn't he give a number? Because I take only owe two. So that's a proof that I don't owe more. So Taka, if I would say Shtayim, even Abchiyah who holds that by Heilach Yechayv here, I'll be potted. Because the document is testifying that I don't owe more than two in the case where I only admit to two. Yuvaldik. Where does Abchiyah say that he... Huh? No, because Meshav Aveda. No, Meshav has nothing to do with... A regular case of Heilach is, um, I, you say I owe you 100. I'm saying, oh, I owe you 50, and I give you the 50. Or Larashi, I tell you, the 50 is in my house, and the draw, it's yours. I never spent it. The money is yours. So now it comes out that we're debating on the other 50. So Rabshesh says, it's not my demamixas. Rabchia says, no. The claim began with 100. I'm admitting half. I'm denying half. I got to swear. But why do I have to swear? Because Bezden looks at me, and they don't know for sure that I don't owe you the other 50. I have to prove it. So if there's no other proof other than my oath, I have to take an oath. If Adam were to testify that I don't owe you the other 50, I wouldn't have to swear in a normal way that makes us case. This document that says that I owe you sloyim is as if the document is testifying that I don't owe more than two. I have Adam, I have the document that's backing up my claim that I don't owe you more than two. That's why even Lerabchia by Shtaim I'll be Potter. Inami or the Gemara gives another answer. Mishum Dahavale Shtar Shibud Karkois, another very important rule. There's a rule that you never take oaths on real estate. Even a Moidim Mimixas, for example. That is, if you tell me I owe you two pieces of land and I say, ah, Moid, I owe you one, I deny the other, I don't take an oath. There's never oaths when it relates to a dispute on Karka. 
So being that this death was documented, and we're going to go with the opinion that Shi'ibuda the Oiraisa, in other words, the Shibut that my lands, the lien that is automatically imposed on my lands when there is a documented loan, is a real Shibut. So therefore, if it's a document, so think about it, by two, not by three. By two, the document says I owe you Soloyim. What's the minimum of Soloyim? Two. That's land. So, so the, the, the admitting that I owe you the two, I'm being moider regarding a debt of real estate. That's not called admitting. The Einish Boin al Shibut Karkois. Now, by the way, when it comes to three, how does it work? Why do you have to make an oath? According to Rabshim and Allah, because, like we just said, what does Suloyim mean? Two. The document is not speaking to anything more than two. What are they having a debate over, whether it's three or five? The three and the five are not linked to the land. Not, none of that is linked to the land. So when he's claiming that it really meant five, and I'm saying, no, it's not five, three, I take an oath because it's not related to land. The two is taken out according to the second answer. The two is leaned to the land. There's never an oath on the land. The reason why according to the Shurim Allah, it's considered Maidim Amiksas is because I went, he, the two is out. So there's really three. From that three, he wants all three. And I'm admitting to one. Not the three, nor this one is linked to the land. Oh, so that's why you take an oath. Says the Gemara, invited Ika the Moisev Misefa, that there were others that brought this same Braisa, not questioning Rabchia from the Reisha, but they challenged Rab Sheshes from the Sefer. That what's the Sefer meaning Rab Akiva? Rab Akiva says, Because he did not need to admit anything more than two. So on this infers the Gemara, time of the Amar Sholish, implying that if you would have said two, he's not a Meshav Aveda, like we explained, because there's a document that says Sloim. Then it will be Chayif. But here's the problem. The problem is, for Hashtar, if there's a document that I owe Sloim, and I would say I owe you two, but not the five or ten. Well, a document is mamish like Helach. Let's go back to the same question. And nevertheless, what would Rabbi Kiva hold? That I'm going to be Chayiv. So that's a proof to Rabbi a question against Rabbi Sheshesh. Answers the Gemara Elohim. Rabbi Kiva would say that I'm Potter by Shtayim. Why am I putter by Shtayim? Because for that which I admit, it's already yours. It's, it's documented. I'm Kaifer Hakal on the whole other three. I, why did they speak about a case of three? says that even by three, that by three, says Rabbi Kiva, the, the borrower is like a Meshav Aved and he's putter. So, Guvalik. So Rabbi Sheshes will learn the Braisa that way. And Achinam Mistabron, that Rabbi Kiva will admit, according to Rabbi Sheshes, that if it would have been him admitting Shtayim, he'll be Pater, because the is Al-Kadaitach, that according to Rabbi Kiva, Shtayim will be Chayiv. So the Gemara says, if you would be Chayiv, if you admit to, it doesn't make sense that you can ever argue that if he says three, he'll be Pater. Bishol Sheikhi Pater Le'i Rabbi Kiva. Why not? Because hi, this person is scheming. You know, that's the big question. When a Beisdin 
knows that either of the litigants are learned, it makes things more complicated. Because if a person knows this then, that if there's, if there's a document that doesn't write a number, and miut ruba shtayim, so two, he has to admit. And if he would admit to the two, he would be potter. If he would admit to the two, he would be potter. So, if you admit to the two, it would be chayiv. If a person knows if I admit to the two, I'm going to be chayiv, if that would have been the case. But he knows the Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says the moment he admits to something more than the minimum meaning of the star, then, then what? Then he's going to be potter. So you are incentivizing a person to lie. If by two you're chayiv, then how can you be potter by three? Then every person is going to scheme and he's going to say, I mean a shtayim. No, no, it's about the oath. It's about the oath. Of course he has to pay whatever he admits. We're speaking about a machayv to swear against the rest. I understand. So if I'm... If... Absolutely, that's what we're going to learn this in the whole Bava Metzi, and we learn this in Bava Kama also. People, you just mentioned your case yourself. If a Eid Echad comes to testify against me, even though Eid Echad is not Moitzi Mom, and I'm a Choyev to swear, and many people didn't swear, they paid the whole money. It's worth it, it's only one who's more. That he's going to say, If I'm going to say the truth, which I owe to, I'll have to swear. You know what? Let me say three, I'll give him back another coin, and I won't have to swear. But one second, if that's Taka, Shita's Rabakiva, so now you have a cash against Rabkhiya. Bottom line, knows Rabakiva's holding that Shtaim is Pater. Why? According to Rabkhiya, even by Halach, you're Chayiv. Why should this be different than Halach, Elakash, Rabkhiya? No, we asked Rabkhiya from Rab Shimon Olazim. We never had the Swara before. Now we're inferring from a given logic that if Shtayim Chayiv, Rabakiva cannot say Shalish Pater. So Ibazoi, Rabakiva holds Shtayim Chayiv. Kashalar Rabkhiya answers the Gemara Shahana Hasim to come and say Yeleishtara. Again, the reason why Shtayim, according to Rabkhiya, is going to be Pater, you know why you're Pater? Not. <laughs> because it's not considered Moedib Amixas. Yeah, it's still considered Moedib Amixas. But just like in the case of Moedib Amixas, if I have witnesses that testify that I don't owe the rest, I won't have to swear by any Moedib Amixas. This document doesn't only prove that I owe two. This document is testifying that I do not owe more than two by the fact that I didn't give a number. That's one approach. Inami, Bishum Another approach. The reason why, even according to Rabkhiya, that says Heilach is Chayev, will admit that the Shtayim is Pater is because the Shtayim is documented. Anything that's documented is linked to the land. And there's a rule that when a person, there's never an oath that comes from admitting and or denying land. Bishum, Okay, Gvaldik. So Bekitzer, we did not prove or refute, not Rabchia, nor Rabsheshes, and now we're going to move on to another, to another Mishnah now. Masiv Ba Marzutra Bereide Rav Nachman. And we're quoting a Mishnah, Mesech Shvuas. And look at these cases. Just to know that there's a Mishnah in Shvuas that before this one, that already explicitly said 
that there is no moida b'miksas shvua when it comes to a discussion, when it comes to a a din Torah regarding the land. And here says the Mishnah to Anu Kelo Mekarkois. So you have two people. So you have the litigant, the accuser, is telling the defendant, you owe me both utensils and land. And this defender is Hoidabikalim. He admits that he owes the Kalim, but he fully denies the land. Or Hoidabikarkois Vikafar Bikalim Potter because of this rule. If he admits that he holds part of the lands, he's still potter. However, if he admits and denies some of the claim against him on the kalim, he's chayiv shvua. And by the way, once he already has to swear regarding his denial on some of the kalim, he now, because of the rule called Gilgal shvua, that we learned about just recently, that even in scenarios where you don't have to take an oath, once I'm a choyev in this issue with that litigant in a basin to take oaths, he can tell me, now that you have to swear, swear on everything as well. So here he'll end up swearing on the karka as well. End of Mishnah. Now being that there's a Mishnah before this one, in the same Masech the Shvuas, that explicitly tells you that there's no Shvuas, Moida, Bemixas, by land, it almost appears that this whole mission is not needed. So there has to be some sort of chiddish that is going to be inferred from this Mishnah, which will justify writing this Mishnah. And this is the Havamina of what we are to infer from the Mishnah. The time of the Kalim Karkois. The reason why by Kalim and Karkois, right, if he denies one, admits the other. Over there, since the Karka Lav Bashvohi, that's why you'll never have to make an oath. But if you're going to have a scenario where he's admitting and denial utensils, but what sort of utensils? Utensils that one would have thought they are similar to land, as we'll explain in a moment, still you're going to be chayiv. And what will be the case of kalim that are dumer de karkois? Hechidami lav de amar lehelach. How is Heilach Dumi the Karkois? Because just like Karka ain't an exelus, we had these principles a lot in Baba Kama, land is always considered to be Bereshuz Ba'alim. The same thing is when a person is being accused, you took my utensils, and the defendant says, on some of it, or on all of it, no, no, the yours. Then those Kalim halachically are Bereshuz Ba'alim. It's like Karkois. And maybe since the Mishnah seems to be superfluous, because we already learned before in another Mishnah that there's no shvuas moidim amixas by karkois. Why is the Mishnah repeating a case of kalim by karkois? To tell you this chiddush that even in a case where there are kalim that are like karkois, meaning that they remain bidishus ba'olim. Why is that? Because he says halach. He tells them, no, those kalim, they're yours, they're in my house, they're in that corner, take them. Still over there, you have to make an oath. Fakir, this seemingly is a Mishnah that's going against Rabchia. Vishmamino, I'm sorry, a Mishnah that's going against Rabsheshis. Vishmamino, Heila Chayiv, answers the Gemara Lohi. Rabsheshis will tell you, Lo'ilam, Emelach, Kalim, Vikalim, Nami, Potter. That if a person admits and he says Heilach, he's going to be Potter for the denial of the rest. Because it's not Moidah, the Mixas, there's no Mixas here. 
Whatever he is admitting, he's giving back halachically. The denial is on everything. I, your question is, why did the Mishnah tell you the din? Michael Mashmulan answers the Gemara, the din of the Mishnah is Zoykikin. Like we explained, that once the person is Chayef Shvuas Moedim Amixas on the Kalim, now you have a Gilgal Shvua. Now, Bezin will tell that person, now that you have to swear that you don't, know, you don't owe the rest of the Kalim, now you have to swear that you don't owe the rest of the Karkois, even though normally Einish boy not like Karkois. But for Gilgal Shvua, yes. The Gemara doesn't like... No, there's a... Sh One more time. No, 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 no. The, the, the inference case does not exist according to Rab Shesish. But the inference case was not even written. Forget about the inference. The normal case. A normal case where a person is not saying, hey, I'm, I'm being told that I owe you lands and I owe you utensils. So for the lands, I deny. Or I pardon it. I pardon. For the kalim, I pardon it and pardon it. I don't say, hey, lach. A normal case of my mixes. So the Mishnah says, I have to swear on the kalim. Whatever I admit it on, I'll have to pay. Whatever I'm denying, I have to swear on. And the Mishnah is really telling you, once I swear on the Kalim, I swear on the Karkois. And that will be the Chiddush. But the Gemara says, why is that a Chiddush? The fact that there is a din of Gilgal Shvuah, or the words here is Zoykikin, once I'm subjected to make a Shvuah on the Maidah B'Mixas, they subject me to make a Shvuah on the Karka, that's also clearly written. Tanina, we learned that in Kiddushin. It says in a Mishnah, that Zoykikin Anachasim She'elam Achrayis Es Anachasim She'eshlam Achrayis Lishavalein Mamish Dizdin That once I'm obligated to take an oath I'm a Taltalan for whatever reason Now if there's a claim from the same person Against me regarding other lands I have to take an oath as well Says the Gemara And that's a very important rule Rebbe is allowed to repeat Dinim and the Mishnayis When in Mesechtas Kedushin the point of this Mishnah, Zoykikin, was not to teach you Gilgal Shvua. We if you remember in Kedushin, we were learning the Dinim of Kinyanim. And the Mishnah wanted to tell you that we can make a Kinyan Metaltalin Agav Karka. Nechasim, She'eilem Achrayis, Niknim Im Nechasim, She'eishlem Achrayis. Whether they have to be on top of it, that was the Sugya, whether they can be far away, however that works. So once, that was the main emphasis in Kedushin. Once he's already telling you the concept of Agav Karka, it's good to remember. Also remember that Shvua also goes Agav Karka. Here it's the opposite. That once you're taking an oath on a Taltalin, Agav one, you're Chayv on the other. But that wasn't the main din. Here in Shavuos, this Mishnah is not telling you to infer like Rabchia was challenging against Rabsheshis. This Mishnah is the source to tell you that Gilgal Shvua, Zoykikin, and let's read it inside. Hachi over here in Shavuos, Iker, that is what the Mishnah is telling you. And that's why the Mishnah is justified in repeating Adin. It's not, you just told me that you don't make an oath, Bimiksas al Karka. It's not about that. It's to tell you that if I have to swear on Kalim, I have to swear on Karka. Now over there in Kedushin, yes, Rabbi mentioned it, but that was Agav Geron on Asbam. He only teaches it incidentally because the main din in Kedushin is to tell you the din of King and Agav. And now again he mentions Agav one the other, Agav Karka because of the Shvua on the Metaltalin. And Rabchia and Rabsheshes are both standing and God willing to be continued.